Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. God says he made the plants first, then sea life, then the birds. Well, he made those two together. God did not use evolution to create anything over millions and millions of years. God designed birds to fly, but he designed you and I differently. Birds have light bones, which are mostly hollow, with cross members that give the bones strength. Our bones are heavy and solid because they have to support us when we walk, when we run, when we jump. Even a bird's beak is designed to to save weight, right? The beak of a bird is made of lightweight material. Uh, I think they call it, I think it's called keratin, which is in our hair, okay? (laughs) It's the same material that makes up our hair, makes a bird's beak, except harder. Our jaws, what what we use to chew it, is made out of heavier bone than what a total body of a bird weighs. Birds have have strong, strong chest muscles in order to flap their wings consistently. We don't. Birds have have special lungs with tiny one-way tubes in it. Our lungs don't work the same way. Our lungs get all the oxygen that we need for us to run around on the ground, but not to fly in the air. Well, birds' lungs are designed to get the extra oxygen they need for flight, right? The air, in the air, the birds' bodies are streamlined for maximum efficiency in flight, right? It cut, they cut wind resistance almost to nothing. Our bodies are not shaped for flight. If you jump off the top of a you know, two-story, 10-story, 20-story building, you are not going to like the way you're going to land. It's just impossible. You can whip, You can wish you could be a bird. You can flap your arms like a bird. You can even kick your feet and try and generate extra lift that way. You are going to crash and burn. You are not created for flight. Birds are not created to use computers. Birds are not created to drive cars. If they want to get from point A to point B, they just do what comes naturally. Flap and go. People have to walk. And then we invented riding other created beings like horses to get to where we need to go a little more efficiently. Then they created mechanized items that will help get them there more efficiently or quickly. Birds don't do that. They're still getting from point A to point B the exact same way God created them to do it. Amen? Hallelujah. It was only in the last hundred years or so that man learned to make and fly airplanes. And how did they do that? Well, I already explained. By observing God's creation. How do we fly to the moon? 
Think about that for a minute. How do we fly to the moon? Well, they, rockets, okay. How did rockets evolve? They figured out that if you put gunpowder basically in, the, in, in this thing, it would explode, boom, making bombs, right? Then they decide, well, if we cut the gunpowder a little bit so it doesn't just explode all at once but kind of burns over time, and then we put an opening at the end so that all those exhausts that are being created through the burning will come out the bottom, it pushes things up. That's the basic formation of a rocket. But you couldn't have a rocket in the shape of a, a building go up you had to make it aerodynamic, like the birds, right? So therefore, you got the cone shapes and all that, that that allows the rockets to travel up in the air. But you just couldn't say, okay, the moon is up here, so let's go. Because the moon is constantly in motion. It travels around the Earth. So if it takes two days, back in the Apollo days, two to two and a half days to get to the moon... You have to know where the moon's going to be. So the moon is over here on this side. Where's my, there I'm on the camera. And you need to aim over on, where's this hand up here? You need to aim up here. Because that's where it's going to be in two and a half days. It's kind of like if you're shooting a rifle at a moving target, you can't shoot where it's at because by the time the bullet gets there, it's moved. That's the same process in rocket launches, going to the moon. We have to know exactly where the moon's going to be in two and a half days. So we point our rocket in that direction. And when as the rocket's going out, the moon's coming over, and they both meet at the appropriate spot in space. How did, they, how did man learn to do that? By watching the stars and the moon, and they figured out that this isn't a flat surface, but we are a round body traveling around the sun, and that that's how we need to get where we need to get. But God gave us the wisdom in understanding this. It didn't happen overnight. You know, back in you know Columbus's day in the 1400s, everyone thought the earth was flat and the universe revolved around the earth. But if you went too far, you'd fall off the edge into nothingness, I guess. But that's been proven wrong as well. And really, it wasn't until the advent of the satellite that it was proven. I mean, it was proven theoretically. It was proven on paper with mathematical equations and all that. But it wasn't until they actually got a picture from space where you could see the curvature of the Earth that it was proven beyond all doubt. So that's God and his awesomeness. He created all this, the expanse of the universe and everything else, way back when, right? 6,000 years ago. And a lot of things we're just actually understanding today in modern day and times. That's how smart God is compared to us, right? Man, you know, to think that all the knowledge that we have right now came about because some plankton decided to multiply. And out of that came fish or worms, and from worms became fish, and fish decided to walk on land, and they turned into animals, and somehow this animal decided it needed to climb a tree and swing from vines, and, and that somehow evolved into what we are today. No proof at all. 
absolutely zero proof, but yet all of creation points to a creator. That's as simple as it gets, right? God's unlimited knowledge, God's wisdom, God's power, they're seen much more clearly in his creating everything in a short period of time than if he had just allowed this long, drawn-out, cruel evolutionary process that unbelievers say actually happened. And it wasn't until Adam sinned by disobeying God that no animal died. No human being had died. There was no need for animals to die because they existed off the plants. How simple is that? On day five, God simply gave the order that there should be living creatures in the sea and in the air, and they came into being. Praise God. God's word is powerful, folks, and it works exactly as he intends it to work. God's word works every single time it's put to use. When it's spoken in faith, God's word works. Amen. That's all you can say is amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good, praise God. You thought I forgot to say that today, didn't you? Hallelujah. You know, and then if we go down in verse 22, we see again, God provides for his creation, well, by blessing them, by commanding them to reproduce after their own kind, not evolve into other species. Look at this. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters and the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. Praise the Lord. Let's go back. I want to, as we get ready to close here, I want to go back and just look at day five one more time. Hallelujah. Verse 20, and God said, that's how everything started. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And God said in verse 3, God said, light be, light was. Verse 6, God said, and it was. And uh, it was so. Verse uh, 9, God said, and it was so. Verse 10, God called. And God saw that it was good. God said in verse 11, and it was so. Each one of these, God saw that it was all good. Day one, day two, day three, day four. God said, verse 14, and it was so. And verse 20, God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature, right, that has life in itself, the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their own kind, every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Hallelujah. And verse 22 and God blessed all of these animals and all of the fish of the sea. Well, not the animals, but the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. God blessed them. 
and said, Be fruitful and multiply, let the, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the fowls multiply on the earth. And verse 23, the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Praise the Lord. Next time we'll be getting into day six, and we'll probably conclude with day seven at that point in time. Maybe, maybe not. Day seven is going to be an easy one, how God rested that day. But we'll be explaining that. But day six is an important day. Oh, praise God for day six. Day six is where we come into being. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. We were the crowning testimony of all of creation. We were the purpose for days one through five. It was to get to day six where God would now reproduce himself. Oh, praise God. So that's what we'll be talking about next time. Hallelujah. I pray you're getting a lot out of this. My Bible study is designed to explain these scriptures to you, not just creation. We're going to be going verse by verse through the Bible. We're starting in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to continue on all the way to Revelation chapter 22. And Praise God. How long it's going to take? Only God knows. I'm just fulfilling what I know is what I'm supposed to be teaching on right now. So we pray that you'll come back and join us each and every week, each and every episode. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified when we post new episodes. And like I said, today, you know, on every Sunday, we do these long extended teachings. And from that, I'll break it down into the more digestible parts that will go into the podcast as shorter episodes. Might be 15, 20 minutes each one, something like that. But you're not missing anything. I'm not cutting anything out. We're doing the entire thing through the podcast, but I just try to make it a little shorter so it's easier for you to consume, like on a coffee break or something like that. Okay? But I want to close today giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Savior. That is the most important part out of God's creation, as I explained, was that God's people will willingly make the decision to spend eternity with him, proving to all of creation that if given the choice, it is just a decision that someone will willingly make to spend eternity with God. And unfortunately, there are people in today's society that make the decision they don't want anything to do with God. And God will honor their decision. The Bible's very clear on that. If you don't want to spend all of eternity with God, if you don't want to spend all of eternity dwelling in He who is love, you have the choice not to do so. And by making that choice not to do so, there's only one place left when all of what we know today as existence wraps up and we enter the end of time and into eternity, and that is to be with those demons and Satan that decided not to be with God. And that is in the lake of fire forever and ever. But God is giving every person a choice. He can do that because Abraham made that choice with Isaac. Isaac made that choice with Abraham to willingly submit himself to that. And God said, because you've done this, I will be obligated to offer my son. And he did. 
he offered Jesus. Jesus willingly took that responsibility as well, just like Isaac willingly laid himself down as a sacrifice. Jesus laid himself down as a sacrifice. God honored that decision, raised Jesus from the dead in the power of the resurrection, and from that point on, every person can make the choice to believe or not, to accept it or not, to deny it if they want. And I want to offer that choice to you today. If you want to spend all of eternity in God's presence, then all you have to do is receive Jesus as your Savior and believe that he died for you and, that, and believe God raised him from the dead. Just repeat this prayer after me. Lord, Heavenly Father, I see, I see the promises. I see the fulfillment. I see creation. I see your plan of salvation. I see all of this, Lord. And now I understand a little bit better. And I understand that, that Jesus came in the flesh to give me the opportunity to receive the forgiveness of all my sins forever and to receive him into everlasting life, that I could receive through him everlasting life and be with you and him forever and ever, living and dwelling for all of eternity in love itself. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Create in me this new man, one that loves God, one that's created in your image and you're in the image of God. Therefore, I can be in the image of God. I'll be a child of the most high God, a living God, and God shall dwell in me. Hallelujah. Lord, I receive this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. If you prayed that prayer, hallelujah, I need you to... Uh, uh, thought I had this outro on here. Yep, there it is. Uh, I need you to... Just email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org. Let me know. I want to rejoice with you. If you don't have your own Bible, because we're studying the Bible here. If you don't have your own Bible, just let me know. I'll send you out a Bible prepaid, pre-postage paid, everything. Just absolutely free of charge, but it's got to be in the continental United States. That's the only catch. Till next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.